0: Erev Tov, everybody. Welcome to a, another edition of our Thursday night Parashat Shavua class. Tonight we are looking at two parashiyot, parashiyot Tazriya Metzora, two parashiyot that deal mainly with the discussion of the Metzora, the leper, who acquired a skin disease, as we know, very much connected to the sin of Lashon Hara. On this very special Shabbat this double portion follows the usual procedure of a non-leap year in the Jewish calendar not only do we combine Tazri and Metzorah but we also combine the Parashiot Vayakel Pekudeh Achare Mot Kedoshim which is next week Behar Bechukotai um, in non-leap years uh, when there is a leap year and we have a second month of Adar, we separate these parashiyot, and we read them on separate Shabbatot. Uh, The Gemara explains the rationale for this procedure. The Gemara says, in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, that Ezra ha'Sopher decreed that Bene Israel should read the curses found in Sefer Vayikra, the ones in Parashat Bechukotai, prior to Shavuot and that the curses found in Sefer Devarim, which is Parashat Kitavo, should be read prior to Rosh Hashanah. What's the reason? Why is this? So Abaye said, and some say it was Rish Lakish in the Gemara, so that Tichle Shana Vekile so that the year ends along with the curses. So the Gemara then asks, uh, if that's the case, um, the concept of Tichle Shana Lotea, that the year end along with the curses, um, is, is relevant specifically to the curses in Sefer Devarim, in Parashat Kitavo, which come before Rosh Hashanah. What about what relevance is that answer to the curses that are going to be said in Parashat Bechukotai? How is this relevant, this concept relevant to the festival of Shavuot? How can you give that answer? So Shavuot's not the beginning of a new year. Shavuot is in fact probably somewhere in the middle of the year. So the Gemara actually answers, "You're right," that but it but it says It's also a type of new year. What's a new year for? It's Ilan. It's a new year with refer with respect to the fruits of the trees. So there on this Gemara actually, and we're gonna see how this how this connects to our topic tonight. On this Gemara, Tosafot actually explains that we always insert Parashat Bamidbar in between Bechukotai and the holiday of Shavuot. So we said that Bechukotai has the curses, and we want to recite that before the holiday of Shavuot, which is like a, almost like a new year for the trees. And we always insert Bamidbar in between. So Bamidbar always comes before Shavuot. And on the same notion, we also insert the Parashat Nitzavim between the Parashat Kitavo, which contains the curses, and that of Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because we want to create a separation between each set of curses and their respective uh, new year. So on one hand, we want to read the curses, the Tochacha, uh, in Parashat Bechukotai, very close to Shavuot, so that the previous year and its related curses will end prior to Shavuot. But on the other hand, we read Parashat Bamidbar immediately before Shavuot in order to create a separation between Bechukotah and Shavuot. It's that reason why we combine these parshiot, aforementioned, Tazri and Metzorah being, being two of them, because we combine them so that we're able to get Bamidbar prior to Shavuot, thereby creating this desired separation between the previous year's curses and the anticipated New Year. When there's a leap year, however, due to the second month of Adar, we gain four more Shabbatot, we have four more weeks, and therefore we have to separate these parashiyot so that Parashat Bamidbar will intervene between the Tochacha, the curses, and Shavuot. The combination of these parashiyot is logical, seeing that uh, as the combined parshiot, all share common themes when you pay attention. For instance, Vayakel Pekudeh, the theme discusses the matters pertaining to the building of the Mishkan and the vessels. Tazriya Metzorah discusses the laws of lesions, afflictions, and sarat. And um, some say another reason why our rabbis uh, combine the readings of, of Tazriya Metzorah. Tazriya details the lesions and the afflictions that a person is subjected to as punishments. And Metzorah, on the other hand, is the korban, the tikkun, that the Metzorah needs to bring on the day of his purification. And therefore, the punishment of the Metzorah and his tikkun on the day of his purification are read together on the very same Shabbat, which is what we're going to do this this week. Um, Because of that, I want to explore this tikkun, this um, rectification or korban, that is afforded to the Mitzorah on the day of his purification from his afflictions. The Torah commands us to bring, to commands him, sorry, to bring two pure, live birds. One bird is slaughtered, and the other is left alive to be sent out over the field. I want to read with you the Pesukim, and translate them. This is the law of the Mitzorah, on the day that it becomes pure, he's brought to the Kohen. The Kohen shall go outside the camp. The Kohen looks at the leper and he sees that he's healed from his uh, affliction. The Kohen then commands, He takes two live pure birds, uh, for the for the for this person for the one who's being purified, and as well crimson tongue of wool and hyssop. and the Kohen then commands then he slaughters one of the birds and uh, in, the blood goes into an earthenware vessel over spring water, and the second bird. Um he takes the live bird along with the uh cedar wood, crimson wool, and hyssop and he takes all of that and he dips him. Where has he dipped him? Inside the blood of the bird that was slaughtered. Alamai <coughs> And then he sprinkles seven times upon the person being purified, and he shall purify him. And then he lets the live bird go. So, this is uh, uh, pretty much the process in the purification of the Metzorah. Now, Rashi says that since the affliction of tzarat comes as a result of Lashonara. Lashon hara is an act of verbal twittering, hence tonight's title called Twitter. In case you were wondering that I was going to talk about the social media platform, I wasn't. But the Twitter is that the, the, the Lashon hara that comes as a result of verbal twittering. Therefore, Rashi says the purification that comes is has to come from birds that Twitter, that t- tweet all the time with a chirping sound. That's the midah keneged midah. Here the Mefarshim ask an obvious question. We learn from Rashi that part of the purification process, the metzora has to bring the korban, two birds that chirp incessantly, to atone for the excessive lashon hara, like we said, that came out of his mouth. That being the case, we would have expected that HaKadosh Baruch Hu instruct the Kohen to slaughter both birds why does he only slaughter one bird and sets the other one free? This is our discussion for tonight. for tonight. This is what we're going to embark upon on why one bird is slaughtered and the other one is set free. We're going to learn amazing Hidushim tonight from Shvile Pinchas, who we usually spend our Thursday nights talking about. And he wants to say the following. He says, this is very much connected to our own personal avodah on Svirata Omer during the days of Svirata Omer. The days of Svirata Omer are days that we need to prepare for the receiving of the Torah on day of Shavuot, which is on its way, it's not far off. And uh, there's a very cryptic Gemara in Masechet Brachot that we're going to spend the class talking about, which says, Amar B'Yohanan. B'Yohanan says, "Ein HaKadosh noten chokma sheyes bo chokma. God only bestows wisdom, upon a person who possesses wisdom. Shnei mar, for the Pasuk, says in Daniel, Yehav Chochmeta l'chach mitin, he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge, and knowledge to those who know how to reason. Shama Rav Tachlifa barma'araba, v'amre kamid ravahu, Rav Tachlifa heard this and says, you learn from there, I learn it from another Pasuk. Uvlev kochach hamlev natati chokhma. in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted I place chokma. So this is the, this is the Gemara, that God gives wisdom to only those who possess wisdom. It must be that the daunting task required of us in preparation to receive the Torah is to strive to be a chacham. In the merit of accomplishing this feat, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us a new chokma, a new wisdom of the Torah, like the, like the Pasuk in Daniel that we quoted, You have He gives wisdom to the wise. Now, the problem is, what exactly is this talking about? The, the, the are try to unravel this cryptic Gemara. The language of the Pasuk, Yehav Chokhmetalah Hakimin, indicates that it's incumbent upon a person to acquire Chokhmah number one, okay? And in that merit, God will confer upon him his Chokhmah, a Chokhmah from God, a godly Chokhmah. So, what is this first wisdom? What is this first chokhmah that that a person needs to acquire on his own in order to be endowed subsequently by God's chokhmah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's wisdom? So, to dive deeper, we have to look in the sefer called Arugot HaBosem. There he refers to what is learned in the Gemara that says why are the words of Torah compared to water? And the Gemara answers to teach us that just like water flows from higher ground to lower ground, so too the words of Torah are only retained by someone who possesses a lowly self image. Person needs to have humility. He needs to have humbleness. Elsewhere in Masechet Zotah, it writes that a person should always learn from the Da'at of his Maker, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What do we learn from God? We learn from God that God passed over all the taller mountains and hills and rested His Shekhinah Where? On Harsinai. On the mountain of Sinai. And there the Gemara Masechet Pesachim says, Kol yaher, anyone who becomes haughty and arrogant... If he is wise, his wisdom will depart from him, it will abandon him, it will leave him. So to emphasize this point, the Arugot HaBosem presents an idea brought down in many, many holy books. The designation Chochma, the word Chochma, wisdom, is composed of the letters that spell out two words, Koach Ma, just a Kaf and the Chet are interchanged. Koachma, alluding to the attribute of humility, anava. The words koachma can be interpreted to mean the power or the state of insignificance. That's ma. Due to a person's extreme humility, he reaches the level of ma. Where do we see this from? None other than Moshe Rabbeinu, the most humble man on earth. Moshe Rabbeinu says of himself, V'nachnu ma? For what are we? V'nachnu ma? What are we? Suggesting that he considered himself insignificant. This idea um, also comes from the Zerah Kodesh. And he says that this is another way to interpret the word machshava. The Zerah Kodesh writes, "Zemore otiyot machshava. Machshava also, the same letters as chashav ma. He thinks, or he thought, of the memhe of the ma. Lachshav tamid beshifluto. To constantly think of his lowliness. Al derech And this is what chochma is. Kowach ma. So, machshava, which means thought, is an anagram for chashav ma, indicating that a person should always think of himself as insignificant, as ma, what am I? This is the... The thrust of Moshe Rabenu's declaration Venachnuma and so too the word Chokhma, meaning wisdom can be reconfigured as Koachma. The Chai, Ben Yosef Chaimi Baghdad, in his commentary on the Talmud Ben Yo Yada, writes the following on the on the Gemara Masechet Shabbat. Ki Torah nikret shehi ko-achma. He writes, it's known that the Torah is referred to as wisdom, Chokhma. Which can be interpreted as Koachma, lirmos to allude, lo anava shehi ma, that a person who possesses true humility, the status of ma, Zera ui shetikraha al Shemo. It is this person who is worthy of having the Torah associated with him. And he applies this concept. To, impr- to interpret what we quoted above, yaher, anyone who acts arrogantly, the opposite of humility, then the chokhmah is is removes is removed from it, it, abandons him. The designation of chokhmah koachmah conveys the notion of of humility. That wisdom is associated with the recognition of insignificance, and therefore, someone who is haughty, who lacks the wisdom and quality of ma. His Chochmah then abandons him. We can also add that maybe this, according to the simple, straightforward meaning, understanding of Chokhmah, we see we see in Perkei Avot uh, another allusion to this. Well, probably the most famous statement in Perkei Avot comes in the first Mishnah of the fourth chapter that says, Who is wise? A person who learns from all people. So we actually have an explicit reference regarding the meaning and implication of the term chokhmah. Chochmah reflects the fact that the man recognizes that he is far away from perfect. He is far away from achieving the goal of Chochmah. He's ready and willing to learn from anyone he can to, to, to find wisdom, to become a Chacham. And this ties very nicely with what we said, Chochmah is koachmah. He recognizes his own lowliness and inadequacy his state of Ma, and as a result, he is willing to learn from all people. So if you go back to the words of the Arugot Abosim, everything works nicely. According to the significance of the Pasuk, Yehav LeChakimin, he gives wisdom to the wise. Initially, a Jew must strive and labor to achieve the first level of Chochmah. He has to adopt the trait of humility embodying the ideal of koachma, And as a reward, Akadosh Hu will imbue him with the chokhmah his Chokhmah, the Chokhmah of Torah, which, like water, seeks low ground. And that's why Akadosh Baruch Hu chose to give us a Torah in Har Sinai rather than a taller, more majestic mountain. He wanted to impress upon us the importance of uh of humility, and this is the gist of his beautiful interpretation. So now, now that we have this, uh, this explanation of the Arugot Bosem, we can look back at Rabbi Yochanan's statement. Rabbi Yochanan says, Hashem only bestows wisdom, upon a person who possesses wisdom. Now, but God, because God gives wisdom. Now, his concept of Chochmah only applies to mankind. So, in Chochmah, in, 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 to be humble, and that's level one, we can't see that to, that talks about God. The concept of Chochmah does not does not apply to Hashem, not the, chok, not the concept that we know of. So, because God is perfect, He doesn't need to improve Himself in order to receive another level of Chokhmah. Um, So therefore, what is the chokmah that God is now bestowing upon the people? So okay, I've reached level one. Assuming I've reached level one of humility, what chokhmah now is God providing for me? What's the chokmah that he's bestowing upon a person? So we can say, based on what was written by the Tzemach Tzedek, and he writes that every Jew must personify two aspects of, of the word ma. The first ma, the first what, the first level of humility, alludes to one's personal lowliness. His, his mamash, his lowliness, and shiflut. Based on the pasuk, ma enosh kitiz kerenu, uben adam kitif kedenu. Ma enosh. What is man that you should remember him? Who are we, basically, that you should remember me? and a son of a mere mortal, that you should be mindful of him. This is what we tell our Baruch Hu David says to Hashem in Te'ilim. That's the first Ma, our own personal lowliness and humility. The second Ma alludes to one's appreciation of the greatness of the Creator, of God, based on another pasuk that states Ma in that same uh, chapter of Te'ilim, that states, Ma adir shimcha bechol haaretz. probably heard that pasuk before. Ma adir shimcha. Hashem, our Lord, how grand is your name on the earth. The second aspect of Ma is the appreciation of God's greatness. Based on this idea, the Tzemach Tzedek proceeds to interpret an elucidation in the Gemara. The Gemara says in Masechet Pesachim, there is... One Pasuk says that the word atzeret in reference to Shevii Shel Pesach, it's an atzeret, it's the end of the holiday. Atzeret la Shem It's the end, the culmination is for God. Hashem, your God. Then there's another Pasuk regarding another atzeret, this is Shemini atzeret, that says, Atzeret tielachem, that the culmination is for you, for you, the Jewish people. So the Gemara is not sure. Is it for Hashem? Is it for you? Is it well? Which one is it? What is this combination? What's the purpose of this end holiday? So, Gemara concludes they divided it, half of it is for God, half of it is for you. Lachem for you. The gematria of the word Lachem is 90. 90. 90 equals two times the word ma 45. Ma is 45. Two times the word ma is 90. So it's incumbent upon a person to divide the lachem into two components. The first component, the first 45, the first ma is lachem, chetsiolashem, one half that equals recognizing the greatness of Hashem, which brings you to humility. The second component of ma, the second 45, is. Lachem is for you, your own personal humi- humility. The Ma enos kittis Kerenu, on what is man that you should remember him. Unbelievable, Hidushi says. This is why, with regarding to the Pasuk in Yetziat Mitzrayim, we said in, in Sefer Shemot Parashat Bo, the Pasuk says, Beloh Yachelu Lehitmameha, for they could not delay. Being that Bene Israel sunk to the 49th level of Tuma, they could not appreciate the greatness of the Creator in their own level of lowliness. This is alluded to the word Lehit Ma Meha. What are the last four letters? Mem memhe. Mem hey Lehit Ma Meha. Four, four letters Mem memhe, Mem hei, which is the word Ma twice. So the Pasu can be interpreted to say that they could not appreciate the two aspects of Ma explained above. They could not explain the ma'adir shimcha bechol ha'aretz and they could not explain the ma'enosh kiti The concept of appreciating the greatness of God and as well the lowliness of the human. So this is what Rabbi Yochanan was trying to convey. This was his message. Hashem bestows chokhmah upon those who already possess chokhmah. Based on the pasuk, he gives wisdom to the wise. If a person adopts the personal characteristic of anava, of humility, the attitude of koachma, the first chochma, recognizing his own inadequacy and lowliness, reflecting the ma, ma of then, and only then, God reveals to him his own chochma, the chochma the Torah, which is also an expression of koachma, an expression of through the study of Torah and wisdom, a person is able to appreciate the greatness of Borei Olam, the second Ma, reflecting the notion of maadir Shimcha Bechol Haaretz. If we end, if we end here, already we walk away with amazing Chidushim. We can even allude to this fact in this week's parak of Perkei Avot. This week we're going to be reading the second chapter of Perkei Avot, and there in the opening mishnah in the parak it says, "Da mimach ein shomat maasecha nishtabim." Know what is above you, a seeing eye, a hearing ear, and all your your deeds recorded in the book, the 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 holy Sefer Todot Yaakov. Writes based on the Kedushat Levi also that what does it mean? Da mala know that everything that transpires above mimach. You should know that everything male mala, what is above, is mimach, is all from you. Your actions, your deeds, your uh, down below determine what is decreed above. Now, maybe what based on what we said, maybe the Tana wants to teach us. The following, you should know da ma lemala Mimach. Know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you wish to access the aspect of ma from above, the revelation of the Torah's chokmah from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, ma adir shimcha bechol ha'ares. If you want to reach that level on the ma from above, the second level of chokmah, then it all depends on mimach. It all depends on coming from you. You first have to behave in a manner that is consistent with the quality of Ma, that is consistent with the humility. Ma'enosh kitiz kerenu. And as a consequence, you will inspire God to act in a similar manner, displaying this quality of Ma to reveal to you the wisdom of the Torah, exemplifying the greatness of Borei Olam, that of Ma adir shimcha Bechol Haaretz. This is why... It's such it's so incumbent upon us this avodah during the days of Svirata Omer during the days and weeks that we count Svirata Omer in, in anticipation of receiving the Torah. We learned that when Bnei Israel left the tumah of Mitzrayim, lo they were incapable of achieving and appreciating the two aspects of lehitmamah, the two aspects of ma, they could not comprehend their own loneliness and inadequacy and as well that of the greatness of the Creator, the Ma'adir Shimcha bechol ha'aretz, because they were not worthy of receiving the Torah, the chokhmah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara tells us that only that God only bestows chokhmah to people who have acquired the chokhmah the Midah of Anavah, Ko Achmah. So, Kadosh Baruch Hu pro- provided them with a cure prior to the malady. The Refuah came before the Choli. He gave them seven weeks of Sfirat HaOmer during which they could refine their Midot. The seven midot through what? Through the, the, the main midab Anava. And that's how they could comprehend just how far they were from refining and improving their midot. Um, and the, the purpose of Sfirata Omer is to achieve this sense of modesty and humility in preparing for receiving the Torah. That's why we say in Te'ilim, we actually recite this Pasuk in the Mizmor of Sukkot. Chapter 42 in teilim Ki a'evor basach edadem adbet Elohim. What does it mean, ki a'evor? Ki a'evor, when a Jew is over. Over means he passes. Sach. Sach means the total, the sum. The, the sum of edadem. Edadem is a gematria of 49 alluding to the 49 days of Svirata Omer Ad Bet Elohim, until he reaches the house of God, the anticipated day of Matan Torah. The primary Avodah during these 49 days, Over Basach Edadem, okay, is to resemble, what? Like an infant who is nursing from his mother, who is totally dependent on his mother for nutrition and sustenance. Edadem is also an anagram for dad em, a mother's breast, in similar fashion, a Jew needs to recognize that he has nothing other than what he receives from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And on that recognition, he will receive the Torah on the holiday of Shavuot. Sheva seven complete weeks shall be, uh, seven, they shall be, be seven complete weeks. The, gemara, the Midrash says, ematai hen when are they considered uh, complete? When the Jewish people act in accordance with the will of God. In other words, the purpose of the seven weeks of Sefirat HaOmer is for the B'nai Israel to recognize their lowliness and inadequacies. And that's why a person that we see Akados Paruhu, he skipped over all those tall mountains and majestic mountains. He went and he settled his Shekhinah on that of Har Sinai, the lowest of the mountains, and it's God's will that a person carries himself with humility, and that is the sacred words of the Chachamim. And therefore the goal and purpose of the seven weeks of Sevidat HaOmer is for every Jew to acquire what? That first Chochmah, that initial chokmah, the character trait of lowliness, the power of Kol achmah. And then a Jew appreciates that with regards to his deeds, that he's is insignific- insignificant. Ma Enosh Kerenu? Then, come Shavuot, he will receive... And merit to receive the greater chokhmah, the chokhmah of HaKadosh baruch hu, the koachmah, where he will appreciate the greatness of God, ma adir bechol ha'aretz, and that's the tikkun, that's the rectification of the Jews who left Egypt, the to achieve the two aspects of ma, unbelievable. Following this, we can now explain why Hakadosh Baruch hu commanded the Metzorah to bring two birds. Why did God say to bring two birds? Well, we started our class with Twitter. there is There was a big argument between Rav Elimelech of Lezhensk and his brother, Rav Zusha. And they were arguing, which is preferable? Is it more preferable to recognize one's lowliness and inadequacy and thereby perceiving the greatness of the Creator? Meaning, after the humility, then you re- recognize how great God is? Or should we first recognize the greatness of God and thereby perceiving one's lowliness? And um, the Sefer that writes the discussion between the two comes up that, they're both, one rabbi argued each way, but they were both holy words. And he writes that recognizing one's lowliness first is a higher level of perception. And maybe, based on what we said, it makes sense. First, you recognize one's loneliness. You adopt the attitude of anava, yehiv chokmata chokmata l'hakimin, a person merits receiving the heavenly chokmah, developing a true appreciation of the greatness of the Creator. It first starts with the humility in the anava, and then you can recognize how great God is. Rabotai, we now make full circle, and we are now enlightened why God's command for the Metzorah is to bring two live birds, pure birds, on the day of his purification. One of the birds is slaughtered, and the second one is left alive. In Rashi's commentary, he explains, like we said, the rationale for bringing the cedar wood, crimson tongue of wool, and a hyssop along with the two birds. Why does he bring the cedar wood? Because the cedar is a very, very tall tree. And he says, because the afflictions, the tsarat, come as well due to the haughtiness, due to his arrogance. And he brings the crimson tongue of wool and hyssop. And he writes, Rashi says, what does he do to make amends to be cured? He lowers himself from the arrogance like a worm, like a hyssop branch. He's got a, he's got a, bring himself down to a level of loneliness, lowliness. So he was cured of his sarat. He was still... Uh, I'm sorry. Until he was cured of his sarat, he was still infected with the midah of haughtiness and arrogance. In that state... When a person lives his life thinking that he's in control, when he lives his life uh, shoulders above everybody else, thinking that he's better than everybody else, when he talks down towards people, this person is not worthy. In, of engaging in Torah study. Because God will only give chokhmah like we said, to someone who's already attained the chokhmah Someone who's attained the level of koachmah of humility, the opposite of hardiness. And that's what the Midrash says, Zot ye Torah These are the laws of the metzorah To the Rasha it's talking about. To the Rasha, Amar Elokim, God says, What is the point of your recounting my laws and bearing my covenant upon your lips, the Midrash says. In other words, so long as the Metzorah has not been cured of the arrogance that is within him and the haughtiness that he carries, he's still considered a Rasha. As such, a Baruch Hu is not interested in his Torah. Only he, when he's been rid of the ga'avah. On the day of his purification, God then desires his Torah. When is the Torah of the tahorato. When he is purified. So therefore, God commands him to bring two birds for his purification process. The first bird, he slaughters one to remind him of his lowliness and his insignificance. Reminding him that he has to be humble by recognizing that every human being is destined to die. Everyone has a time limit on earth. He recalls a teaching, of course, of Perkei Avot, that when a person leaves this world, en la adam lo lo he doesn't take with him no silver or gold or precious stones, but only Torah study and good deeds. Now, what does he do with the other bird? He takes the live bird and that is set free. And he sets free over the field. This bird spreads its wings to soar without restrictions in the skies above. What is that for? It reminds the Metzorah that he contaminated his mind with thoughts of self-pride, with thoughts of arrogance, with thoughts of haughtiness. And with this new awareness, by looking up at that bird, he will recognize what? That he really is insignificant. It will cause him to appreciate and contemplate the amazingness, the magnificence of God, of the Creator, uru ele ele says, raise your eyes heavenward and see who created these. It's evident that all of this is related and corresponding to our service of Hashem, our Avodah, that we are obligated to perform during the days and weeks of Sefirata Omer, the period of preparation for receiving the Torah, after every single one of us has experienced our own personal geulah from the galut of Mitzrayim, from the galut, from the exile of the world, the troubles, the afflictions that we experience, and we go about day by day, unfortunately, it's unreasonable to remain in the state of why should we remain in that state that, that we couldn't recognize our own loneliness and we couldn't recognize how great HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. Someone who still is in that state, he's failed in life, a person who hasn't realized the, 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 the amazingness of the Boreolam and how Ma'enosh how we are just nothing. He has failed. He has failed. We have to contemplate, we have to adopt these two aspects of Ma'am. Our personal lowliness, our personal insignificance, the ma, the ma enosh ki tis kerenu, what is man that you should even remember us? And at the same time, then we will be zoche to the ma, the ma of understanding the greatness and supremacy of rakadosh Paruhu, the ma adir shimcha chola ares. And only then, abotai, will we merit, be worthy to receive the Torah kedosha, the Holy Wisdom, the Chokhmah HaKadosh Paruch Hu, when? On Chag Shavuot, Chag Matan Toratenu, which is on its way, Ben Hashem, wishing everybody a wonderful night ahead. Thanks for joining. I invite you next time to continue our journey finding meaning and holiness through the words of our Torah and our sages. Check out all of our classes and support the podcast on our website, findingholiness.budsprout.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. This has been a publication of the Finding Holiness podcast brought to you exclusively by elisfinefoods.com. Thank you for listening to Finding Holiness, where we build holy and healthy lives together.